time to say howdy and welcome to the latest episode of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. Great to be with you today. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I have heard from a couple of, uh, a, a couple of listeners over the last week. Uh, they would like, they'd like for us to be more regular. Well, they're not the only and I don't, ones. And I don't, I don't mean fiber in their diet, oh. in our diet. Uh, you're very funny. You're very funny and you're very dry. It, this is what I notice about the dynamic. Uh, you will be suave and hilarious and I'll say something really stupid. So, I mean, we're kind of like, I, I, I would have thought that if we were going to be Martin and Lewis, um, I didn't, I didn't really see it breaking down the way it, it, it has. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just glad that they left the Smothers Brothers comparisons off. <laughs> Are you? So would that make you the Yo-Yo Man? <laughs> no, you mean Yo-Yo Ma. There's not an N on the back of it, on the end of it. Oh. Right. So, uh, uh, so apparently the joke was that got the Smothers Brothers kicked off of network television was that um, uh, on Easter, uh, Jesus rose from the grave. And after leaving the tomb, if he saw his shadow, there would be another six weeks of winter. I don't, I, I, I of all the things that have come out of my mouth on this podcast, I don't think that's what's going to get us canceled. Nope. <laughs> it's probably not any funnier than it was in 1969 or whatever, but um, uh, the world's changed and no one will. will. Yeah. Oh, you know, th th thank you for the reproof in your stare. No, 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 not at all. I was, I was thinking about something that I just read about uh, something that John Gruden put into an email about the uh, National Football League players representative. Uh, Demoris Smith is the NFLPA head honcho, and uh, and in 2011 during the work stoppage or whatever, uh, or the I don't know, they were working on something. <laughs> Uh, John Gruden put something in an email to a whole bunch of other people that uh, talked about his, how he looked. Uh, and I just don't uh, know why anyone would ever put anything like that. I mean, let alone say it uh, and then put it into a, an email to your colleagues. You know what I do uh, when I'm emailing colleagues and uh, uh, I want to be offensive but don't want to get caught? I use, I use, I, I write an acrostic. <laughs> I use wingdings. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Okay, so. Um, so Jessica Lang, uh, who uh, your wife loved in Hush, 
she did not. Uh, she was a really good actress, though. She's she's really uh, taken on some uh, yeah. odd roles as she's gotten older. I mean, her uh, wasn't she in? I mean, I, uh, you know, uh, horror is not our bag. Uh, nope. here on the Managing Expectations podcast, but she was in American Horror Story for three or four seasons. Yeah, I have not seen one minute of American Horror Story other than the ads that they run when I'm trying to watch Fargo on FX. <laughs> yeah, which are bad enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the still picture, which comes up on Hulu. Yeah. Nope. When, in, when Inception was released in theaters, we went and saw it. And I can't remember what time of year that it was released. Maybe it was a late summer release or early fall release or something. As a matter of fact, it was because we had the French girl with us in Kansas okay. City when Inception, and, and we saw Inception in the theater. Oh, the, what a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It is. However, the trailers that they ran before were, were getting everybody ready for the Halloween season. And, uh, whew. Boy, you can pick your movie. You can't pick the trailers that they show before the movie. And there were some scary things that they ran before Inception. Um, so, so. Uh, Grown Ups 2 was one of them. <laughs> Nobody wants to be that scared. Uh, so Jessica Lang was in a movie called Music Box, which was a um Directed by a guy named Costa Gavras, uh, who's like, a, I don't know, he's from South America, someplace where there's terrible uh, political repression. And uh, it, it uh, made up much of his oeuvre. Um, it was written by Joe Esterhouse. Ester Esther House, Joe, Joe Esther House, who mm -hmm. uh, also wrote Showgirls and uh, a novel that looked uh, sensational, sensate, sensate, salacious, and mm. terrible called American Rhapsody, where um, Part of it was, I think, written from the perspective of a part of Bill Clinton's anatomy. Was it was that adapted into something? It's it's. I don't think so. I don't think mm -hmm. so. But okay. uh, it we we saw it a lot for a while at the at the bookstore. You know, something will be hot, and then they'll publish a, a million copies of it, and then it goes out of print, and then you know so. Uh, so anyway, so Music Box was terrific. It's about Jessica Lang plays an attorney whose father, a Hungarian immigrant, and it's set, and it takes place in well, the movies from the late 80s. Um, and uh, her father is accused of war crimes. Um, and Frederick Forrest plays the uh, US attorney um, 
and Donald Moffat plays her ex-father-in-law. So she and her husband are divorced, um, but she's still friendly with the father-in-law who's like a real wheeler dealer. He's the sort of guy who would wear a tweed jacket and drink rusty nails in his mansion hmm. overlooking Lake Michigan. Yeah, that's everything I ever wanted out of life. Anyway, anyway, there's this great line where, uh, so, so it, it's, it's rumored that the father-in-law, Donald Moffat, uh, he, well, he had been in army intelligence in World War II. And they said, um, <laughs> and they, they said, did you, it, it was rumored that he had uh, drank, sipped bourbon with uh, Klaus Barbie. And at one point, Jessica Lange confronts him and said, did you, did you ever, did you, did you drink whiskey with Klaus Barbie? He goes, no, no, but it drank whiskey with a lot of men just like him. She says, how could you, how could you, how could you spend time with those monsters? He says, none of the men I knew were monsters. Most of them were salt of the earth guys, like your old man. Ouch. Yeah, it's great. And it was really, really well. Yeah, it was really well done. So uh, Music Box, it's not streaming on anything. And I couldn't get it on, um, I couldn't download it on uh, uh, iTunes. So I actually, um, I, I, you know, I'd lost my copy over the years. I, and it was, frankly, I probably had the VHS tape. So I just in the last couple of years bought the uh, DVD on uh, like from e over eBay. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Great movie. Yeah. It, it says here that it's loosely based on Joe Esther Haas's uh, father. Uh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there were, there were guys in the late eighties and early nineties. And of course at that point they were, they were all old men. Right. Um, and then, um, uh, but you know, there was that, uh, that guy in Cleveland, he'd like, you know, worked at a auto plant for 40 years. Uh, De John Demonyuk, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, they accused him of war crimes. Um, you know, I mean, most of, I, I mean, surely most of them are dead, although every once in a while they'll, they'll find a 90 something, you know, and still, but uh, it's worth, you know, it's worth remembering and look, I don't begrudge the Israelis or anybody else for hunting them down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like, it seems like I just read a story about uh, uh, somebody who was found in South America um, of all places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Buenos Aires is supposed to be great. I mean, it's supposed to just be, it's like, it's like London, if London had rhythm and, you know, tango culture, you know. I've, I, I told you the story about when Sarah and I visited London over 20 years ago now. And uh, you I'm not a very adventurous eater and Sarah wanted to eat at Indian food places and things like that. And, and I wasn't really having it. And there was a place that had opened up and it was called the Texas embassy. 
that wasn't far from the hotel that we were staying at. And it was a Tex-Mex place that had opened in the city of London. And okay. we, I could totally see eating there and then thinking it was horrible. Go on. Right. So, so I'm like, babe, can we please, can we please get a real meal at the Texas embassy? And so finally, like, those are like our last couple of nights there. So we go there and we get a table and it was like the hot new place. I mean, the place was packed. There were all these old stuffy types that were there, but just getting loose on margaritas for the very first time. <laughs> and uh, excuse me, but were they frozen or on the rocks? Uh, probably frozen. Okay. Well, that's yeah. you got to import a machine for that. A Slurpee machine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that a Slurpee machine would work. You know, I do know that a, know that a Slurpee machine would work. <laughs> okay, I mean because because uh, the, the 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 temp the the point at which uh, tequila would freeze would be different from say uh, roses, lime, and um, you know. I don't know if you know this or not, but they, they use the metric system over there. So the temperatures are different. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. So anyway, just a little, just a little. So, tip the, uptight, about, uh, so the uptight English broads are getting, getting loose on uh, to frozen margaritas, frozen margaritas. So we get a table, we sit down and I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be so great. I ordered fajitas, steak fajitas. I'm like, finally something from home. And uh, uh, they bring out the food. And, and, and I'll tell you what, it, it's pretty bland. I mean, no. Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they seasoned they, it with, with a dash, they, a dash of salt. Did they boil the fajitas? <laughs> Bo boiled meat. <laughs> Served with a side of boiled red pepper. Um, so th they're pretty bland fajitas and, uh, but I tell you what, they, they tasted better than anything else that I had had the, that, that week next to us, there's a table of, uh, uh, I mean, they looked like, like English professors. I mean, and, and I'm not joking at all. Tidy mustache, you know, bald head, tweed jacket. Um, just, but out, Wait, out for the, were they Brits? Yeah, they were Brits. Okay. All right. So, so they're, they're out and they're going to try the new restaurant in town. And he looks over and he's like, pardon me, <laughs> what is that that you're eating? And it's, it's like, it's, it's guacamole, right? And it's not really guacamole. It's, it's like smashed up avocado with a little bit of salt and pepper on it. <laughs> And he says, excuse me, what is the, the green? I say, I say. <laughs> what is the, the green sauce there? And I'm like, this is guacamole. And he's like, guacamole? Is that, is that made from eggplant? <laughs> like, uh, no, nope, not. It is not made from eggplant. You know what this is? This is revenge for me asking queen of what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's I like... Say. I say, what is that green smash that you're having? <laughs> is it tasty, my friend? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. It is pretty good. 
I will try it. I will try the guacamole. I say. <laughs> and uh, I shall summon up the spirit to beat Jerry <laughs> and have this guacamole. <laughs> and uh, he said, the strips of the strips of meat there. What is, what is that? I said, it's a fajita. Fajitas. Fajitas. I shall try the fajitas. Come on. This is like a Seinfeld bit. And I, uh, this is, this is all true. And uh, that made that, I mean, that made everything just taste better. We had, we had a great time just watching uh, these, these Brits try Tex-Mex for the first time. We had a blast. That's a pretty good story. Yeah. Anyway. uh... (laughs) Anyway, the first back back to Jessica Lang. The first movie that I saw Jessica Lang in was King, King Kong. Kong. King Kong. Yeah. Because because if you if you if you're on your toes, uh, Kong uh, copped a feel, and uh, you could you could kind of see. That made the that that made the uh, elementary school par- uh, playground circuit. Uh, oh really? Yeah, the boys were passing that picture around. Um, uh, that would have been a generation ahead of you, but whatever. We had it on VHS, and if if it, if it wasn't if it wasn't the original Star Wars, and it wasn't uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it was going to be King Kong. Those those three were in heavy rotation. <laughs> the not the original, but the remake where he climbs the World Trade Center. Yeah, the one with Jeff Bridges. I, I I don't know who the guy was. I just know Jessica Lange was in it. Yeah, Jeff Bridges has. I a... mean, because I, I would have I, I would have seen it in the theater in '77, and then and I haven't seen it since because, first of all, I don't watch any King Kong movies because I know how it ends and the monkey dies, and I I I, I find that just very sad. It, it was sad. I remember being like seven years old and like just wishing that it ended differently this time yeah <laughs> uh, uh did you see the, so did, you, did you watch the peter jackson one um i don't i don't think i've seen the whole thing in one sitting i might have picked up bits and pieces here and there just flipping through on on it's it's like three hours well that peter jackson missed the memo about less being more didn't he yeah. All right. Was Jack Black in that? Yeah. Adrian Brody. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Boy. Oscar winner. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> For what movie, Brian? The piano player. <laughs> I thought I could make you say it. So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, did did you see that? Um, uh, that oh, okay. So moving from a music box and Jessica Lang, who frightens your wife. By the way, she's also very very good in another movie who uh, called uh, uh, Big Op- uh, Big Blue Sky or 
Blue Sky. Uh, she's married. She's she plays a manic depressive married to Tommy Lee Jones's Air Force officer, and she keeps flipping out. And it's you know, I mean, they love each other, but it's very tempestuous. It's not really a, a, a feel good movie, but um, it's that movie that makes me. Uh, think of the same person that Jessica Lang makes your wife think of in Hush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just saying. So uh, once again, uh, what what do you got? Uh, yeah, it's Blue Sky, and she won the Academy Award for Best Actress in that movie. Did she really? Yep. Nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. I think she. Well, yeah, she was great. And Tom, Tommy Lee was very good, too. So that would have been like maybe the year after The Fugitive. When, what year did The Fugitive come out? 93? Uh, uh, this was not in The Fugitive, and no. it was the poorer for it. So who, who, was, who was Dr. Richard Kimball's wife in The Fugitive? Sella Ward. You idiot. Okay, so I'm so I'm saying that so you would rather have Jessica Lang than Cela Ward. Um, I would rather have had Jessica Lang than Joe Pantolino. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so uh, it's funny you should mention uh, apparently uh, your wife's actual favorite actress because mrs winger and i just watched the mountain between us starring kate winslet and idris elba have you seen this i i haven't seen it i i it looked kind of interesting but then it didn't get great reviews and so i uh didn't watch it see i'm gonna give it to oh come on <laughs> and an old brother what what's the name of that Kristen wig character i think it's your your aunt sharon reviews movies <laughs> give it a oh come on and uh, are you kidding me? So, um, uh, yeah. So, what? What? Uh, you know, look. I don't want to. Okay. So here's the thing. If if you okay. All right. So here's a couple of things. Uh, Kate Winslet's fine. Idris Elba's terrific. That guy. I'm telling you, Brian. Uh, I already know. I know, yeah. and I agree with you. He's he is a tall glass of water. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would never leave Mrs. Winger for another woman. But Idris Elba, you know, <laughs> I saw a clip where uh, where he was on one of the the late night talk shows. He's prom promoting something, and they ask him. He's like he DJs like yeah. in Ibiza or whatever. But then they, they, he, 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 he says that he can dance. And so he gets up and he dances, but he's got like one hand in his pocket, like real cool. Like, and he's just like, like, you know how uh, like white guys will dance from like the waist up. I do. Uh, 
he is able to dance from the waist down. Really? So he's just like real cool. He's got like one hand in his pocket and like his, he's, you know, he's just being cool up here, but then his feet are just like moving perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to watch. So um, as, as, okay. So they both looked pretty great for having been lost in, in the mountains for weeks. Okay. But, but they did age him and he, he was looking rougher than she was by the time. Okay. Oh, before the ending. Does it. And, uh, uh, and and that that was kind of interesting, but it did make me think that uh, I'm afraid that the window has closed. I I really wanted him to be the new James Bond, but he he's probably a little long in the tooth to do it now. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. I think he, he, I mean he's going to be 50 if he's not already. And so, I mean, you kind of you don't want a kid playing. You know, it's like I mean, if they if they trot out Andrew Garfield or some ridiculous thing. Um, I, I don't, I, I won't, uh, by the way, by the way, the kids, I mean, they think that like Daniel Craig's like the only James Bond ever. And, and none of those movies have knocked me out. Spectre, except for the exquisite Monica Bellucci, um, who was in it about seven minutes, um, uh, was, was not a good movie. It wasn't good. No. I, I mean, I thought I thought it'd be good with Christoph Waltz playing the bad guy and stuff. But he was barely in it too. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't great when he was. And uh, what's the name of the chick? Uh, Chloe Ledoux or something? Claire Ledoux. Le- you know who I'm talking about? She's like Chloe, the female Chloe Chalamet. Chloe Seven do. Okay. So it is Chloe. It's Leah. Leah Sadu. Leah Sadu. See that just the yeah. So um yeah. So Casino anyway. Casino Royale is the best one of those. Yeah, but I it's not great. And that Eva Green, she's that that chick's kind of scary. She's a little creepy. Yeah. Well, she's not. I know she's. She. She is. She's like Jake Gyllenhaal weird. Um, and then Skyfall's not too bad. Skyfall's not, but I mean, they like, try to do so much, and you know, okay, so you know what? That's directed by Sam Mendes, who is subversive, hates America, and used to be married to Kate Winslet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so there's that. A lot of, uh, <laughs> what? What's so funny? Nothing. We are orbiting around Kate Winslet today for some reason. Well, well, so, well, yeah, because I'm going to be, um, so what, what's really surprising about, I, I don't, I don't believe her buttocks were shown in um, the mountain between us. And I, I had thought that it was in her contract that her buttocks must be shown in every role. 
but I, I, don't, know. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't I, I don't know about that. I I've, I've never done a never researched it or anything. Yeah. I don't know how those contracts work. Kevin Costner swears up and down that his movie for the love of the game, which I which I actually which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it, I mean it's a little long. Um That's No. It's good, good. No, yeah, I thought it was a good story. Just just the perfect length. Yep. So comprehensive in its coverage of Billy Chapel, pitcher, American pitcher. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, he he was critical. He thought that the movie would have been better if um, he could have been naked in the shower scene and shown his buttocks, even if that had meant getting an R rating. Really? As I recall, yes, that's correct. Now I would, you know, look, I, I like Kevin Costner. I like him fine. I, I wouldn't just be making stuff up, though I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have research in front of me. This is all kind of extemporaneous. Listen, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit and say, I don't think any movie is improved by adding Kevin Costner's buttocks. My, just my feeling. Well, John C. Riley was in that movie too. How do you feel about his buttocks? See, Kevin Costner's looking pretty good in comparison, right? <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Oh uh, yeah, he was the manager. He's he is? pretty good man. Yeah. yeah, I like J.K. Simmons. Sure. What's not? What's not? What's not to like? Ooh, yeah. he was in that show called Oz. Uh, which was on A on HBO and B about prison. So I've seen, I've seen less of that than I have American Horror Story, and we're going to keep it that way. I do not like prison. I do not like prison stories. I do not like them, Sam. I am. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Sarah has a, a similar rule uh, when it comes to uh, World War II movies. Still about that. Wait, she didn't see Band of Brothers. She did see Band of Brothers, uh, but I, I should maybe be a little bit more specific, like uh, like concentration camp type stuff. She's like, nope, really interested. Really, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I you look. I don't think I don't think you got to see Schindler's List to know that concentration camps were bad, right? You know, and, I, and I've said before, like um, uh, Gene Amel, who was a columnist for the Rocky Mountain News for many, many years, um, had been at, on, uh, had, was a combat veteran from D-Day. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't go see Saving Private Ryan. So Didn't need to. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I can, res- I, I can respect people's choice in that regard, but yeah also i i you know i kind of liked life is beautiful did you like life is beautiful uh roberto benini yeah i never saw it really yeah really i've never seen it all right it's i I liked it at the time though though i mean people hated it i mean just like yeah way to go have some fun with the holocaust you idiot um but uh, didn't it do didn't it do well didn't didn't it yeah, win I mean, for, for an italian movie in 
in America, yeah, it did great. And you know, won an Academy Award, and he just like flipped out. Yeah. When is is uh, that may have been like the last, um, the last Academy? Well, that's not true. But um, I've seen the Academy Award since. Uh, but anyway, I, I saw this one, and um, he he was just like. He's like so exuberant and almost manic. He's like, I wish that like Zeus and the, like Jupiter and the firmament, I could make a love to you, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> it's like, take it easy. Just, you know, I mean, he was just so effusive in his acceptance speech. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, um, good. Yeah. For a while there, we for a couple of years in a row, and we were uh, thought about making a deal about it, but the Academy Awards are unwatchable. Um, but Jared and and his wife uh, would would visit us about that time of year, and um, we watched this like watched the one where Anne Hathaway and uh, James Franco um, hosted it. And did he, uh, it really seemed like he got baked uh, by the end of that. You think? Yeah, I do think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tina Fey had a joke. um, The Golden Globes um, said uh, it was when Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway was up for an award for her role uh, in Les Mis. And she said, I've never seen anyone so alone and despairing, (laughs) a performance so alone, uh, of a woman so alone and despairing uh, since since, uh, Anne hosted the Academy Awards with James Franco, something like that. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, Tina Fey's pretty funny. Yeah, we should try to get her on the show. I'd like to. That'd be nice. I don't know. Would you rather interview Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Tina Fey. Tina Fey or Chris uh, Wade? Tina Fey. Tina Fey or Monica Bellucci? Bueno, Sarah, Monica. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say about Sarah? Tina Fey. Okay. We died. Uh, and, and listen, it'd be pretty close, to Tina and Amy. I think that's like 1A, 1B, because I think, I think Amy would be kind of a lot of fun to interview. Yeah. I, I, Tina Fey seems to have a depth... I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They're Hollywood stars. They could be total weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, seems likely. Uh, so what are you reading right now? Um, I haven't picked up anything since I finished the Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, you finished it? I did. And like we talked about before, I don't know if we talked about it I think we talked about it offline, maybe. Um, it's, it's very interesting. 
and how he constructs that story about um, his experience in World War II, but told from uh, the viewpoint of Billy Pilgrim as somebody who's been kidnapped by aliens and who is unstuck in time where he's flashing back and forth between different eras. I, I don't know how somebody comes up with that. I don't, I don't know how... I don't know how you do that. And it's, and it's remarkable to see or to read how he does it. Um, and I imagine that what he experienced in the war is very difficult to write about and you have to detach yourself in, in some way. Maybe some people do. Um, I enjoyed reading it, but it's, uh, it's, it's not something that I in, would do again for fun. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, I mean, it's been it's been several years since I've read it, but uh, it. Um, I, mean, I don't feel like Slaughterhouse Five haunts you. Or no, no, not it. by no, not by any means. Uh, you know, I've got uh, Cormac McCarthy is <laughs> car carved out a special spot there don't say carve i'm still i'm still scandalized by the first five pages of uh blood meridian um carved no i don't no i don't it doesn't it doesn't haunt me but he 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 is able to toggle between the ridiculous and the shocking very easily and very quickly yeah who i mean So, so maybe Elmore Leonard was doing it in literature, but I mean, is Tarantino the first guy who, who really looked at horrible people doing terrible things and just how mundane and idiotic? Oh no, you know what? Before, well, I don't know. Fargo. The, the Fargo movie, which mm -hmm. I still haven't seen in its entirety. I've, I've, I've seen it edited for television. So like whatever the, the one guy, uh, there's like a scene where like the guy who works in the, somebody gets a beating that I don't know what happens. In. Anyway, um, that was like, mostly that contrast was like whole you know like wholesome midwesterners who get embroiled in a you know a terrible with, with mm -hmm. you know with, with terrible criminals um but like the 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 um, steve buscemi character right i mean like i mean he, he was he was kind of a dumb guy and he's he said some like really mundane things and uh you know i, I um anyway anyway I, I i don't know i don't know who else you know uh, i i think um i'm trying to think of the the guys i read uh you know john d mcdonald was kind of i mean you know played it pretty straight but there was another guy named ross thomas um and he he would throw in some levity 
but I think maybe it was, you know, I, you know, and, and there could be a hundred guys that I'm not thinking of. I mean, it's, it, it's not all just like horror and grit, um, right. <laughs> you know, just some of, uh, you know, you know, and I think, I think in the justified TV show, you saw some of the dynamic that like some of the, uh, interaction between Boyd and Wynn Duffy at the end, Wynn Duffy, I, I mean, could be hilarious, but also like really menacing and, mm-hmm. and scary. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I thought that the slaughterhouse five, I think that he, he toggles between the two. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty effortlessly. Um, but then um, I thought that the, how he explained the, the, the time travel from the alien's point of view was really interesting is that you look at him. He's, he explained it like you look at a mountain range and a mountain range. Yes. will begin. And yes, will end, but you're able to pick a point at any time and look at a spot on that mountain range. And that's how those, the aliens in the book, view life here on the earth that just because someone is dead doesn't mean that they're gone they're still able to look at a a string of time and see them at one point or another okay where's kirza (laughs) sorry (laughs) i um i'm uh, looking oh you know what well i i i plan on having tirza on because i've watched three episodes of foundation um, the Apple TV Isaac Asimov miniseries, and um, I—I I mean, I don't know. Does anything happen? I mean, it, I mean, is it really going to be like a miniseries about? I don't even—is it a miniseries or or is it something that they're going to like do for a few seasons? I don't even know. I do know that the the whole point of the books seems to be. <laughs> the the covering like this empire's fall over hundreds of years and then the rise of humanity from the fall over like a thousand years and um that seems sounds pretty like comprehensive that sounds pretty comprehensive kind of sounds like a lot it sounds like a lot doesn't it I mean, I haven't okay, watched any of it like, yet. I mean, because here, here, I mean, so here's let me do a thousand years of human history. Uh, after the fall of the Roman Empire, it was a thousand years before they started getting anything resembling plumbing again. So it was literally a thousand years of hauling water and digging a hole and uh, easing nature. Yeah. You can't really say going to the bathroom. No, you really, no, no. And the weather in Europe is pretty horrible. So, you know, look, so I'm all about the Romans being horrible. Um, um, all about the Romans being terrible, but uh, you know they did have aqueducts. Yeah, it was it was a convenience. And roads. 
Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Um, yeah. So did did so soldiers would have conscripted like locals to build those roads, like go get us some rocks and then put them down here, and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the soldiers surely did some of it, but if you're a soldier, you'd probably want to like show everybody your sword and like get them to do the hard stuff, right? A lot of the yeah. lifting. Hmm. I I would. Is that how you'd have done it? Yeah. Be more of a managerial position. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Grappus, uh, it's time for your performance review. You know, you've been doing well on roads, but gutters not so great yeah so we'd really like to see some improvement in your gutter work uh over the next 500 miles i'm gonna need you to come in on saturday (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so um what are you reading well, I, I got little Steven's um, memoir. I'm halfway through with that. Uh, I, I have an idea. I, I really want to do a, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but I want to have a special managing expectations podcast with uh, uh, some special guests. And I want to uh, look closely at a couple of, I, I want to look closely at a particular Springsteen album. And, and so I want, you know, I want to, I want to get input from special guests. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, don't say too much. Well, I'm not, well, I, <laughs> I you know, I just, so there's that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Any other listener feedback that uh, you want to comment on? It, well, I mean, just, well, I mean, I mean, so the, the one, I, I mean, I mean, just, just that people would like us a little more regularly. Uh, I, somebody said that you and I have a nice chemistry, but then I was coming to that conclusion myself since we've been at this year and a half. I, I think you're really dry, smart and funny. And I will say completely asinine things and both things make me laugh. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's funny because I think you know <laughs> that I'm actually, I, I don't know. Do you think you know an angrier guy than me? Yeah. <laughs> do you really? Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. I, 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 so, oh, so, so Saturday I had a, uh, uh, like, a I went to, um, uh, a, a woman who, who, okay. So she's like, she, she's truly, she's a real jock. I mean, she, she's built like Sarah Connor. She's actually looks a lot tougher than Sarah Connor. And she, and, and so she, she knows like actual 
anatomy. And so it's like, it's not like get naked and lay under the sheet massage, um, you know, with like votives. It's not like a, it's not like a, a cucumber on your eye eyelids massage. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a different, different kind of therapeutic massage. Like you're, this is not relaxation. You're getting something worked out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she, yeah. So, uh, actually she, and, and so, uh, I immediately came home and I ordered, um, a deep tissue pressure point ball. You ever use one of those? I have, and I'm pretty sure that's the same thing that they tortured people in the 15th century. Um, no, that would be the roller that I got today. <laughs> uh, it's got it's got the spikes on it. They're not really spikes; they're more like nubs. Yeah, yeah, it's like the deep tissue nubs. But um, so she gave me some exercises and worked some things out. The, the sad fact is, I'm in such I'm in such <laughs> I think I'm in such poor shape. The balancing on this stupid five-inch deep tissue ball on, shall I just say, my glute, my right glute, that um, I think I'm like working out my entire core, um, just trying not to fall over or, because, you know, I could either fall off of it or fall onto the ball. So it's it's important that I wear pants. Keep, yeah, and keep balanced as best you can balance is hard that is yeah it is yeah it is but yeah. uh yeah so anyway um so 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 but but i've been doing it and i'm you know i i actually am feeling feeling a little better i you know i just I, it, it, it it's it's funny because you know you you can you you honestly cannot take care of yourself for decades with n paying no price whatsoever. And then, and then it's like um, the Ernest Hemingway line about how did you go bankrupt gradually and then suddenly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, so now I'm not, I'm not stretching or, you know, doing this foam roller stuff because I like it or because I want to, but, I mean, I guess, I guess I want to, what I really want is to not walk like an 80 year old when I get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. So, have so you listen, ever, have you ever... listen, kids, A, take care of yourself. All right. Stretch, limit yourself to just two energy drinks a day. Okay. Um, don't be a hero at work because I guarantee you they, they don't care. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if you're saving somebody's life, be a hero. If you're just taking out the trash, don't be a hero. Make two trips. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> nobody's impressed by how much you can lift by yourself because, you know, next thing you know, you got compressed discs and the managers, you know, the are down the road. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, my father-in-law just had back surgery. I think I told you a little bit about that. And uh, um, had to get a couple 
vertebras fused fused together had to get a bone graft because when he was a kid he damaged something in his spine so part of it was and this totally freaked me out they said yeah there are a couple spots that were real spongy Mm. i don't think that i don't think that's what you want in your back other than the discs Uh, yeah i don't i don't know how that works i mean there's a lot of things that can go wrong with your back and it's about the last thing you want to have yeah operated on um but your father-in-law played football at a collegiate level too i mean he he, did yeah which which overall probably isn't as bad as like being a a drywall installer you know for your working life but it can't be it can't be good for you yeah yeah so like worst case he played college football for for four years uh it's not it's not like he was uh working with his heads over his or his hands over his head for for 35 oh it's just i mean have you have you have you ever like had to handle a delivery of drywall or no you're an electrician so you never really no, lift no, more you, than like 30 pounds no when i was when i was in high school uh i was in a construction class where each year we built a we built a house that went to a low-income family oh okay and so uh yeah so we'd have to handle four by eight, by eight sheets of drywall and you think yeah i'm 17 years old i can handle this myself Oof. yeah you, you just uh you can't really unless you know what you're doing you can't really out muscle it you've just you, it's, it's leverage and it's positioning i remember uh, you, our, our mutual friend jerry davis who is a man among men mm-hmm. um i i worked with him on a couple of construction projects in colorado and there is no keeping up with that guy no. i mean we were like we we're i mean we, we were we were moving scaffolding planks and and they're like incredibly long wood and, and i know that now scaffolding is made out of like heavy but lightweight aluminum and it's got like you know hooks so that it fits safely <laughs> over the poles on either end um right right you were you, you were using like bamboo sticks and uh <laughs> And that's right. I think this was equipment that we had recently gotten from Shenzhen. Um, and so, so, but these, these, these planks were so long and heavy. And Jerry was like picking up, like, I, I'm not even kidding, like four of them. Okay. And like putting them on his shoulder. And I think, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to keep up and like the first one hurt so bad. And then I went down to three and then I don't know. I, I mean, it, it was just, it was amazing. I, I actually have, I, 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 there's a series of like Jerry construction stories. There was, there was like the time we were like broke for lunch and we like, we're all sitting around and I sat in a pile of sand and, um, and then like when I got up, there's like my, my mark. Okay. And I don't know if it was J- J- Jerry said something like, what are we supposed to do with that? And I think Mike Paschke said, we could put lights around it and land helicopters in it. <laughs> uh, 
But then, okay, so then, <laughs> then there was, we got permission, we got permission. Okay, and this is, uh, I, I will caution the listener not to read anything untoward into this. This is just manly men cleaning up after a day of work, okay? So we got permission to, I, I, I think it was like a relief job in Lyman after, after yeah. a tornado had torn some houses up and we were, we were doing that. And we got permission from uh, the high school to use their showers. Well, peculiarly enough, shower isn't exactly um, the way the water came out. It was more like um, a James Bond level, like powerful stream of scalding hot water. So it wasn't, it wasn't a shower. It really, I'm not sure a stream is right. It was more like being, um, it's like being poked with, with a long wet, well, I don't want, I guess I don't want to say the word rod, uh, lest anyone, um, uh, get, get the wrong impression, but it was, it was, it, it almost felt like a, like a, a solid thing. I mean, and, 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 you know, you could like, kind of like, you know, work a muscle in that. Right. Yeah. It was like a, a wet laser beam shooting into your back. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. But you know, but it's, but it's not burning a hole. It no. was, more, it was more like a deep tissue pressure point thing. Okay. But I mean, it was like, it was really, it was really hard. And, um, uh, so, so like guys would like come in and like try to clean up <laughs> They're like leaving, they're like running out going, ah, I can't take it. I can't take it. And, uh, uh, whereas, whereas Jerry and I, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, by the way, we, we had different streams. Uh, we, there were different, uh, different, different shower, uh, you know, sh sh fought, you know, uh, sh but it's a shower head, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I know you're not a plumber. Nope. Anyway, did, did that story sound weird? I, I'm glad. I'm glad that, that uh, you're able to get a shower after a long day of work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, going back to the, the scaffolding planks, the thing is about like, the, the, the thing is about like a, a, a two by 12, two by 12 by eight foot piece of wood. So they're heavy enough on their own, but usually scaffolding planks are covered by like three quarters of an inch of drywall mud or, or <laughs> yeah. concrete. And so like on their own, they're probably like 40 pounds, but then that, that half inch of debris uh, adds another 80 pounds to it. Well, not after Mike Paschke used it. Cause I mean, he was, he, he, he was a tyrant off. about cleaning it off. Yeah. yeah. And pro probably for that reason, I, I probably didn't appreciate it. It's like, what, yeah. what are we keeping it nice in case the queen of something visits the queen of what? Yeah. Well, this is what <laughs> I'm saying. I say, you say that's a fajita. A fajita. 
excuse me, sir. I'll have a fajita, please. And the guacamole. I say, these folks seem like yanks. I'll ask them what the green substance is. <laughs> so this is 20 yeah. years ago. Probably there's like a Tex-Mex place on every corner now. Yeah, yeah it yeah. probably is. And, and the, here's the thing about the building is that Texas actually did have an embassy there for a while. It, it was a, a, at one point, it was literally the Texas embassy when Texas was trying to be the Lone Star state. Like in the 1830s? Mm-hmm. So wh why, why is that weird? Hang on a second. Mrs. Winger's home. Hey, babe. Are you doing a podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know how some people would like us to be more regular? <laughs> well, isn't that what uh, X-Life is for? Move along. Mrs. Winger making her scatological jokes. No place for that here. <laughs> trying to, we're trying to elevate the level of discourse. Mom, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I said I'm on the phone. <laughs> uh, teenagers. Okay. Uh, listen, I'm going to let you and your Yeti get on with your, uh, with your, with your night. And um, good talking. And hey, uh, oh, okay. So, you know, the usual blah, blah, blah. Chris Levine, he's, he's got a better podcast than us. He comes out more regularly, writes it out, blah, blah, blah. It's only on Spotify, though. We're on Spotify, but we're also on Apple and Stitcher. Have you checked on Stitcher lately? Spell that for me, please. Okay. You know what? Here's the thing. We don't have any presumption at this point of of like you know thinking that your five star reviews are going to knock us into like the top one hundred, but um, you know what would be awesome if you're digging the shtick, recommend us to a friend, share it with somebody, let yeah. them know, hey, this is worth listening to, because I learned some stuff about Jessica Lang, Joe Esterhouse, and uh, Donald Moffat that I just totally didn't know before. I mean, really. I mean, I mean Idris Elba you know? is a good, is a good dancer. People may not have known that from the waist down. Yeah. From the waist down. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like an old Irish joke. Like they, they like, um, they don't, they don't move above the waist, but they're like, well, isn't that like river dance kind of thing? Like where they don't move above the waist and they, I, I don't i don't tell i don't tell irish jokes so i don't know where you're going with this <laughs> i find them coarse and vulgar of course and vulgar i know you yeah. do <laughs> uh let's see uh if you're in denver or even if you're not check out all in a dream comics and books at 3115 east colfax in denver you can reach ray and his unbelievable collection of uh, selection of uh, Silver Age comics at area code 303-333-8616. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's it for now. we got some big stuff coming up here on the Managing Expectations podcast. But for, for today, that's it. That's it.
So that's all, that's all, that's, that's all she wrote. So you got anything else, Brian? Thank you for, for your support. Thank you for your time.